estimated 3.5 billion people still do not have access to the internet with people offline living mostly in least developed countries? Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, global manufacturing has been steadily declining due to tariffs and trade tensions. The decline caused by the pandemic has further caused serious impacts on the global economy and in addition, the airline industry, an important driver of economic development, faced the steepest decline in its history in the first five months of 2020, with a 51% drop in passengers due to the global lockdowns. This further impacted the oil industry, hotel and tourism, road and transport, to name a few, resulting in huge job losses and unemployment. On top of that, basic infrastructure like roads and bridges, telecom technologies, sanitation, electrical connections, and water supply channels remained scarce in many developing countries. The lack of access to education has also stalled innovation and creativity in classrooms and universities. Industry is needed for everyone to get the goods and services that they need. However, for that, we need great infrastructure to give the industry space to do its work and foster innovation to drive new products and services to achieve overall growth. SDG 9 is focused on building resilient infrastructure, promoting inclusive and sustainable industrialization, and fostering innovation for global economic growth and social development. You are now tuned in to The Right Angle, the coolest podcast for the Generate Z, hosted by Needy Ramesh. This bi-weekly broadcast inspires, challenges, motivates school students around the world with fresh perspectives, social issues, unheard voices, and all that matters as they prepare to take on the real world. A preteen author, influencer, and world traveler, Needy is here every fortnight bringing you topics you can relate to and help make an impact. This series is also supported by UNICEF Malaysia. Buckle up and get ready for Season 2 with your host, Needy Ramesh, on The Right Angle. Mr. Gibson completed 
Economics degree from the University of Manchester and has also been trained for teaching from the University of Nottingham. Also, as an examiner for Cambridge IGCSE and A-levels, Mr. Gibson clearly understands the nuances of today's topic and how all of this impacts our lives. Hello, Mr. Gibson. Welcome to The Right Angle. Thanks so much for taking time to join me today and talk to our listeners. I am assuming you know about this podcast and what I do covering various topics on UN Sustainable Development Goals. As an economics teacher, and with all that's happening around us, given the pandemic, it surely is the right time to discuss this topic. I'm certain your ideas and experiences will help children to understand this SDG much better. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Very generous introduction. Um, yeah, I've been closely following your other segments on this topic, and it's a really interesting uh, series of podcasts. Thanks, Mr. Gibson. Thanks for those kind words. For starters, not all those who are listening may understand what economy is, what industrial growth means, and why these are so important and act as an engine for the future. For the benefit of those listeners who are new to this concept, could you please explain, maybe in simple words, what economics is? Why do people talk about this so much and worry about economy, shares, markets, etc.? And why is this such a big deal? Okay, so economics is generally the study of decision-making, how humans make decisions. And within an economy, you have lots of decision-makers that we would call economic agents. So they might be uh, workers, consumers, the government, etc. So within the economy, we have all of these different economic agents all competing with each other to achieve their objectives. So economic growth basically measures the increase in production in an economy as measured by GDP. And why is GDP important? So generally, uh, the more that we're producing in an economy, the more uh, goods and services that people have that they can consume, and that is going to increase their living standards. Uh, In addition, more GDP generally means we have higher incomes, and then that's also going to mean we have more living standards. So why is GDP important in an economy? The higher the GDP we have, the more income we have. Generally, it means that people are uh, more employed within the economy. Maybe the government can collect more tax revenue that they can use to provide better services within the economy. So stocks. What are stocks? Stocks are basically where you own a piece of a company. So people care when the stock market is going up because if they have invested in the stock market, it means that they are going to be getting a higher return from their savings. Also, a lot of people have pensions that are invested in the stock market. So when the stock market is growing, that means that people's investments and pensions are growing. And what's going to be making the stock market increase if Goods and services are, more of them are being produced, so GDP is growing, the economy is growing, it means that the stock market is going to be doing well, and people's savings and investments are going to be giving a good return. So economic growth is important because higher economic growth means more income and more tax revenue collected, which can provide better goods and services in the economy, so it means living standards are going to be higher for everyone in the economy. Thanks, Mr. Gibson. That was quite insightful, and those who are new to these terms will find it very useful. Now, I have been hearing that due to the pandemic, many industries are slowing down, and in some, in fact, are already closed. Airlines, hotel industry, tourism, education, etc. 
What is industry anyways? And what relation does it have with the economy? What happens if industries close or slow down? What is the downside of not having a robust industry? So an industry is just a group of businesses that sell the same good or service or that have the same customers. So the tourist industry would have the same customers as in tourists. The airline industry is the industry in which all of the airline companies will operate. Obviously at the moment during the downturn and lack of traveling because of COVID, industries such as tourism and the airline industry and the hotel industry will be suffering because nobody will be buying those goods or services. So how does that impact the economy? As we said, GDP is the total output of goods and services in an economy. And if people are buying less goods and services, there will be less output in the economy. With less output, that means less incomes and less tax revenue. So if some of those industries are declining, why does that matter for other people who are not in the same industry? So if you have all of the people who work in the hotel industry aren't getting paid anymore because nobody is staying in hotels, that's going to mean that they're not going out and spending money on goods and services in other industries, which means that other people will also become unemployed or have lower income. In economics, we would call that the multiplier effect. So this is where uh, one industry getting less customers buying their goods and services will affect other industries because the people working in those industries will then not buy goods and services from elsewhere. Thanks, Mr. Gibson. That's very clear and I guess a great introduction to economics and industry and how they are interconnected. I have read that in order to have any booming industry, great infrastructure is required. Now, some of our listeners may not understand what infrastructure is, but I know some developed countries have great infrastructure in terms of roads, ports, bridges, hospitals, etc. But those countries who don't really struggle to have a robust industry. What is the real meaning of infrastructure and why do you believe it is important to focus on building infrastructure to help industrial growth? What is the connection between industry and infrastructure? So as you clearly laid out there, infrastructure includes the uh, roads, bridges, airports and docks within an economy. So that would be the communication and the transport networks. Without those, lots of industries won't be able to thrive. If you think about the tourism industry, that requires uh, good quality airports and roads to transport the tourists around. So without that infrastructure, those services can't be offered. Um, in particular, in low developed economies, their communication infrastructure tends to be very underdeveloped. And I believe it's around 20% of people in low developed economies don't have access to Wi-Fi. So that would mean that any services or uh, goods or services that rely on Wi-Fi won't be able to be offered within those economies. So other reasons why infrastructure might be important, uh, high quality infrastructure is going to improve the efficiency within the economy and provide reliable communication networks within the economy. Low development economies tend to have poor infrastructure, which means that their production of goods and services will be inefficient and therefore not very cost effective, and that will make it difficult for them to compete with other countries that have better quality infrastructure. So underdeveloped countries tend to focus on agriculture, or what we call the primary sector, and agricultural goods tend to be sold at a lower price than manufactured and serviced goods. So in order for underdeveloped countries to develop, 
they have to be able to offer these uh, manufactured and service industry goods, which they're not able to do without the right quality of infrastructure. So with more infrastructure, that means that they can offer manufactured and service goods, which means that the workers within those industries generally tend to get paid a higher income because those uh, goods and services tend to be sold at a higher price. And that means that those undeveloped economies can become more developed as people earn higher incomes. Higher quality infrastructure will also increase uh, worker productivity, which means that they can get paid more income as well, which will help with their development. So having high quality infrastructure is really important for developing manufacturing and service industries and helping undeveloped economies move away from agricultural production, which tends to be sold at a lower price. Thanks, Mr. Gibson. Clearly, good infrastructure will facilitate development of industries, and surely it is very important. Now, another angle that UN talks about is the importance of fostering innovation to help develop these industries. They are always encouraging governments, organizations, and institutions to foster innovation. Now, when I think of innovation, I think it is to be creative. But how does this creativity and innovation impact industry and economic growth? Well, in economics, when we talk about innovation, often we might be talking about new ways of doing stuff or new ways of producing things in a more efficient way, possibly. So if we're able to produce more efficiently, then we can produce more output and therefore increase GDP. Investment in R&D in developing countries is very low, probably less than 1% of GDP. And as we talked about earlier, uh, countries that are considered to be low economically developed have pretty low usage of internet and Wi-Fi. If you think about developed economies, how much we rely on the internet for our productivity, and then if you look at lower economically developed countries and consider what would the impact be there if they all had access to the internet and the productivity gains that we would have over here. Creativity and innovation is important for thinking of new ways of producing goods and services which can help us produce more value in the economy. That being said, I think that in low economic developed countries a bigger problem is corruption and use of money that could be used towards education, uh, developing human capital, and also that could be used for infrastructure and improving the efficiency in the economy is often used in corrupt ways. So I think that reducing corruption would probably be a more effective way of developing economies. So if we look at how low developed countries only have um, very low access to internet and Wi-Fi, and if you look at some of the most recent innovations in developed economies, such as ride-sharing apps and food delivery and next-day delivery of goods and services bought online, e-commerce, what that impact has had on the growth of developed economies, and if we think how might that impact developing economies if they're able to build that infrastructure. Um, in order to build that infrastructure, there'll need to be creative and innovative ways of providing the people in those countries with access to Wi-Fi and internet, which might not be easy if there isn't the available uh, infrastructure like the telephone wires and other communication required. 
So if I'm not mistaken, uh, Elon Musk and Google are also working on the problem of Wi-Fi access, and they're trying to provide a solution where everybody is able to access Wi-Fi for free in those countries. So that would certainly be interesting to see what the outcome of that would be. Thanks, Mr. Gibson. That's really an eye-opener. I was also wondering, what is it that children at home do at our level on this topic that seems so big and out of reach? Is there something we kids can do to help in any way to make a difference? It looks like kids are just helpless when it comes to contributing to industry and economy. Any advice to kids? So the first step is to educate yourself on what you think are the main global issues and then find one that is of interest to you. You're not going to be able to educate yourself on every single issue on the planet, but just try and find something that you personally are interested in. And once you've found something that you're interested in, you could do some research and find out if there are any uh, NGOs, non-governmental organizations in your area that are doing any work on this particular topic, or if there are any organizations that you could volunteer at that are involved in this particular topic that you're interested in. The main thing I'd say is to take some kind of action. So once you've done some research and you find something that you're interested in, you need to try and take action to volunteer or do something to involve yourself in that particular issue. Mr. Gibson, that was really good. I'm sure our listeners have really enjoyed listening to you today and will take note of what you had said and act. I want to thank you once again for accepting to come onto the right angle and I really appreciate you sharing your views. I am definite that our listeners have enjoyed and will gain immensely from your experiences. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on the show and I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your listeners about this topic. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Mr. Gibson and that this episode has helped you to understand what industries are and how they tie up with infrastructure and innovation leading to economic growth. Spreading awareness is surely a way you can help to achieve this. Talk to others around you and spread the benefits of a strong industry, infrastructure, and innovation. Understanding any topic of your choice that concerns you and talking about it will help in bringing a wider impact. This brings us to the end of this episode. In our next episode, we will be talking about inequality and how it affects every aspect of our lives globally. So stick around until then. Bye!